Hey, this is JT. I'm here with Jen, and we are recording an After the Fact. This is a, uh, a time we have the opportunity to address some practical issues that we don't get to get to uh, in the Knowing Faith podcast. So excited to be here with you, Jen. Good to be here, JT. Okay, so I've got to tell you, I've got a four and a two-year-old at home. They are the delight of my life, Thomas and Bailey English. But also, I've got to tell you something else. Parenting is hard. <laughs> what are you talking about, you big whiner? It's the easiest oh, thing in the world. Oh, man. Like, I, I feel like I go from moments of like deep happiness to like, what am I doing? How, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to make it the next five minutes. So, Jen, one of the things I've heard you talk about and teach about regularly is just you have some really wise parenting advice. If I could, uh, and I'll say this too because I know they listen, your kids are just... They're incredible. They love the Lord. They love each other. They love your family. So I think there's oh. so many of us around you who are just like, can we somehow replicate the Woken household? Oh. We just love y'all. And, and here I've got this four and two-year-old that I'm trying to shape and form. What are some common pitfalls that maybe you see somebody like me or Macy or others just falling into as we do try to be good parents? Uh, well, first of all, we're not a perfect family. Everybody has their stuff, right? Uh, yeah. But we have enjoyed some really sweet uh, You're talking about Jeff, right? Yes, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is my ace in the hole on all things There's parenting no for sure. Yesterday, you were saying they listened to the podcast. Yesterday, I texted Calvin and I was like, I love you and I think about you all the time. Hmm. And he texted back, I'm listening to you right now. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to go, that doesn't count as a phone yeah, call. Yeah, you have to call yeah, your mother. Uh, yeah, it was really sweet. Um, so common pitfalls, I think uh, they're not unique, obviously, to Christian parents. But I think that as Christian parents, we should be extra vigilant about things that are perhaps pitfalls in the parenting culture at large. We should be more observant of how they might affect us. And one of the most common things that I see is a short-term versus a long-term lens on on parenting decisions. So it's parenting in the moment versus parenting for the next 18 years mm. or however long we have. So you'll just make a totally different decision regarding a, a discipline issue or a self-control issue with your child if you are parenting to get to five o'clock versus if you're parenting to get to raising a self-sufficient uh, child Can with an internal an mechanism. Yeah. So um, your kid throws a fit and let's say that we've taken out all the extenuating circumstances, right? Like maybe they didn't stay up too late the night before. They're not hungry for the next meal. They're throwing a fit as a, as a means of control. And you have a choice whether you're going to address it or whether you're just going to move on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, the short term solution might be I'm going to hand the child a source of entertainment right. or I'm going to just look the other way. And again, this is maybe a bad example because often with a fit, the best thing you can do is just walk away from it, assuming sure. the child is physically safe. Uh, but if you're taking an opportunity, uh, you're not you're not just trying to resolve the moment, you're trying to train through the moment. That's a really good distinction. And, and, and when you're thinking long-term versus short-term, it means that you're looking at any particular incident. So like if this fit is thrown at home, that is a unique opportunity for you to parent mm. through it so that when you're outside of the home, uh, you've already set a pattern of how such situations are going to be addressed. The, ha the home is the, is, the, is the lab or the classroom or the rehearsal place for all of the behaviors that you want to see outside of the home. That's great. Um, and, and a long-term parenting approach versus a short-term, often um, I will hear parents say, um, well, my child can't understand yet the why behind the discipline, so I'm not going to implement the discipline. But long-term parenting understands the developmental curve of a child and that children learn by doing and mm -hmm. starts to implement the discipline, knowing that as the child's ability to communicate and understand progresses, that those pieces are going to come into play. Well, you've talked about this with me before. I'm trying to think of the example you used. You've used some really good examples for me about them not needing to know the why. Yeah. And we do this in other areas, exactly. not so much developmentally, but... 
to so like for example it. in the south in particular people will train their children to say ma'am and sir to adults right. before they can even say uh you know uh uh, almost as soon as they can say mom and dad, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or they will train their children to say please and thank you before their children feel gratitude gratitude, yeah. or or anything like that. So we train them in the language of respect and we train them in the language of, uh, of gratitude. Uh, but then when it comes to offering an apology, we go, well, I don't want to train them in the language of forgiveness until they actually feel forgiveness. But that's not the way that children learn. Mm-hmm. Children are, are, are liturgical. And so we give them the liturgies and then we pray and train so that the reasoning behind the liturgy comes into play as they mature. And this gets actually to my second pitfall or blind spot that I would say. I think that the the current trend in parenting that I see, and this this is cyclical, right? So uh, when my parents were being raised by their parents, you had a very authoritarian, mm. rules-heavy, distant uh, parent approach to raising children. So we've seen the pendulum swing the other direction to where we have a heavily relationship-driven model for parenting. And, and in the heavily relationship trend that is in place right now, um, rules are set in opposition to relationship. Mm-hmm. So the more rules I have, the the less relationship I will have with my children. And this is a major disconnect. And it's so important for Christian parents in particular to understand because God gives his children rules that are for their good. Uh, and the same reason that God gives his children rules is the same reason that we should give our children rules. It's because rules don't actually destroy relationship. They enable relationship. They are what allow us to live in community with one another. So by having rules and sticking to rules in the home, you're doing a couple of things. You're giving the boundaries uh, uh, within which we can we can fulfill the great we commandment to love together. one another, yes. right? Um, but by by being the one who maintains the rules, um, you're not sacrificing relationship with your child. You're actually building credibility with your child. Yeah. Uh, every time you follow through on a discipline measure when a rule is broken, you are telling your child, you can trust me to be a parent of my word. Hmm. You build credibility, credibility that you're trust. going to need with yes. them when you move into the parenting phase where you're no longer the one who's giving them the rules. They've internalized the rules themselves. You've talked about this before too. You talked about like the first, I forget what age, uh, but it's like the fr- you spend the first, I think you maybe even said through like elementary school, middle school, like uh, really giving the rules yeah. and then you just become a consultant. Yeah, you move into the consulting phase. Like if you've missed it by high school, college, yeah. you, you you can't get it back then. Yeah, like we're a little bit older than most of the parents at the village. So um, when my kids are in high school, a lot of other people's kids are still in elementary school mm-hmm. and they would hear something that was going on in the lives of one of the kids and they'd say, well, you're going to tell them they can't do that, right? It's like, no, we're 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 we not in that. the phase where where we're forbidding or allowing anymore. We're in the phase where we're coaching through them living out the results of whatever decision that they have made. They've moved on to adolescence and adulthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that stage doesn't happen until they leave the home. Mm-hmm. But that's what those those adolescent years are. Or again, they're a lab. They're mm-hmm. a, they're a place where there's a low cost for failure, relatively low cost for failure, and you're still there right next to them to coach them through what happened. I've got one. Just quick hit question for you. Okay. Do you have any really good resources to, to maybe recommend for people? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, Frank, Book, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I always offer things with the caveat that your family is different than my family. You know, right. You're looking for principles to apply to your family, mm-hmm. but also don't, don't play the my family is unique card to the point that you can't receive counsel from anybody mm-hmm. else, right? We all want to say we're the exception to the rule. Uh, one of my favorite parenting books is Tim Kimmel's Grace-Based Parenting. Mm-hmm. It is not intensely practical. I'll tell you that straight up. He okay. has some 
some aspects that are practical. But what I love about it is that he talks about the difference between that our impulse is that we have to raise a safe child, but that the Christian parent is not charged to raise a safe child, it's to raise a strong child. Mm. And then he, he fleshes that out. And I just That's love good. it. When are you going to write a book? <laughs> and we're you, you done. You knew it was coming. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode. That was really great, Jen. Thanks.